Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. It's Andrea here with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. As a dietitian, I've gone through a lot of levels of schooling. I have an undergraduate degree. Then I had to go through a year-long accredited internship, take a very long, rigorous registration exam just to be a dietitian. I also have a master's degree, and I have another certification that's called Certified Specialist in Obesity and Weight Management. This is to say that I've gone through a lot of schooling and training and have lots of years, decades, in fact, working as a registered dietitian. And in all of that schooling, my best learning has come from the experience I've gained from working with many, many clients. In all of that schooling, I learned about meal plans, calorie counting, food logs, kind of all the traditional tools used for weight loss and weight management. But to be honest, I've never been a fan of those tools. In my early days as a practitioner, I would dole out those recommendations. And as time went on, I knew that only a very, very, very few people would be successful. And I'm using successful in very loose terms because for those clients, success would only mean that they would experience weight loss. Now I have a very different definition of what successful is in my practice. But back then, as a new practitioner, I would feel guilty knowing in my heart that those tools weren't the answer to the individual's weight loss challenges. So many times people would come in to see a dietitian they see them as a weight loss expert, which they are. And I could see their eyes that they have this hope that I'm going to give some kind of magic answers or a solution for them. When in reality, I would give the same recommendation that they've already tried. The meal plan, stick to 1400 calories a day, log your food. And these people, so many people would be disappointed and have a look of despair on their faces when they realize that my suggestions back then were no different than what they've already tried. And that left me feeling very, very unhelpful. Like I wasn't really doing my job. Furthermore, I cannot count the times that a client would come back into me, check in with me, and they would feel like a failure because they couldn't stick to the meal plan. Or they found that calorie counting was difficult and keeping that food log was really tiresome. 
And so they would describe themselves as a failure or they'd say, Andrea, I'm bad. And they'd have this experience of shame or guilt and wonder what's wrong with them because they didn't experience the weight loss that they wanted. So over the years, I knew that there had to be something better because I just didn't feel like what we have out there was the answer. It wasn't the answer because it wasn't working. So I knew there had to be something better. And I had to be part of that solution to try to find something that was going to help women stop suffering, stop feeling out of control with their eating, and stop feeling like they're bad or naughty and hate their bodies. So I've really evolved as a registered dietitian, and especially as one that specializes in weight management. I continue to evolve and my strategies get better and better and I get better with working with folks. Here are just kind of a few little tips that I suggest that we all incorporate so that we can feel free from that struggle of food. Okay, first of all, stop shooting yourself. Stop saying you should make homemade meals every night. Stop saying you should work out for an hour every day. Stop shooting all over yourself. I think this is probably the worst thing because if we tell ourselves we should, is it really from a place of wanting to do that? Or is it from a place of kind of embracing the thing that we're shooting ourselves about? And the problem is that when we don't do the thing that we're telling ourselves we should do, we really end up with those feelings of shame or guilt. So get rid of the shitting. Next, I want everyone to enjoy all foods. There are no off-limit foods. There are no taboo foods. We can enjoy all foods and not feel bad about eating the ice cream when you're on vacation with your family. Not feel bad about ordering the gluten-filled pasta dish that you enjoy so much. All of these things, all of these foods that we think as bad foods or unhealthy, they can be included in our diet and can be part of making ourselves our healthiest selves, really. Next, I want all of us to listen to the wisdom our body has. We have been taught to ignore it. We've been taught to count calories and look at all kinds of external factors when really our body has all the wisdom that we could possibly need. Our body knows when it's hungry, it knows when it's full, and it knows which foods make it feel good and energized. Listen to your body and listen to what it's telling you. Get quiet and pay attention. And finally, Find things in your life that bring you joy. Now, this is just plain good old advice, but it relates to food too. When we have joy in our day and things that make us smile, happy, and things that we look forward to, then we don't turn to food to give us that tinge of joy. Joy in your day doesn't have to be big and momentous. It can be the small things, a vase of fresh flowers on the table, a scented candle, a chat with the neighbor but having, appreciating those everyday moments and everyday things in our life 
and noticing that there's so much to be thankful for and there's so much to be happy about and so many things that can give us joy that we don't turn to food as a soother of our emotions. So I hope you can embrace these simple tips and implement them today. These are things that we can all do. They're keys to really getting started and they're good starting points to shift away from feeling out of control with food to a really happy, calm state so that we can enjoy our days and enjoy our lives more. Until next time, take care. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.